second hour of the Off the Beaten Path. I'm your host, Steve Elkinson. Today's date is February 19th, 2023. I get a lot of emails, and uh, I got behind for a little bit there when I was sick, but I had to catch up. By the way, my protocols are still available. Health protocols are still available. Uh, wife was sick the last couple of days. She started on the sinus irrigation, and she's doing great now, so it does work. Uh, available, just contact me at my email. It's off the beaten path, Steve at gmail.com. Help to send that out to you. Still getting a couple requests once in a while for a medical or a religious exemption to take in the COVID poison. It's amazing that corporations are still uh, looking at forcing their employees to take this poison that doesn't work, um, doesn't prevent, doesn't, it's just trash. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to send that out to you also. As far as I know, uh, my template has been 100%. Everybody's said, yeah, it works. And if it doesn't work, then your corporation has no intention of actually giving you an, an exemption. They're just going through some some uh, formality, basically, to say to make you feel like you have some kind of say-so on the, on the issue here itself. In that case, if it doesn't work for you, then drop a contract. Drop a contract for your employer to say that they will be 100% uh, liable for all damages, health issues, uh, sick, uh, disease, uh, you name it, uh, add it all in, and uh, they will be responsible responsible 100% financially of everything and for future earnings also if you, if you can't work ever again. And I guarantee they won't sign that. They won't sign that at all. So that's, a, that's the second plan B, I guess, to, to use, but hopefully the Exemption itself will work for you, but if not, go to Plan B. Uh, put them on the on the hot seat that uh, you're willing to that they should um, sign the contract, drop a contract, legal contract. You will be 100% responsible for any uh, health problems I may occur incur over the uh, the years. And it's, it's there's no end to it either. Don't say one year, two years uh, in the future, because many of these things will be popping up later on in the future. Uh, no doubt about it. I get a lot of emails, and in the emails I get, I, I sense that I'm seeing many of you are losing hope. Uh, I've been there. I've been there, Los losing a little bit of hope, and it just doesn't look like things are going well. I sense that in your emails. And Pat, love you in Texas. Pat, I love you in Texas, but and she'll tell us to pray. But let's be honest here. Prayer can only get us halfway there. We are up against some very, very evil people here, very evil people, eugenics. They don't mind killing people. Um, there's a lot of bottom feeders we must get rid of. The whole global depopulation agenda, they're not swaying. They're not going to abort this mission here. They're going to continue on and find other ways to get this poison into our food. And I've talked about that several times, whether through our our food itself, our protein chain, 
uh, or dairy, you, you name it, they're going to find ways to to bring this poison into our dietary and get this poison into our systems. And after that, I can't tell you what else they have planned, but it, it's quite obvious that the, the backers behind this, uh, you got um, Klaus Schwab and, of course, Bill Gates, heavily vested in this new messenger RNA technology to be putting it in everything you can think of. Uh, so we're going to have to be very, very careful about what comes in our dietary in the future here. We're going to have to start doing our own gardens. We're going to have to start uh, pulling away from things from the grocery shelves here and uh, to, to, to ride this one out. So I'm asking you not to budge, not to budge, not to give an inch on this stuff here, to push back when that time comes. I think I've told you before, increase your intolerance. We got into this, we got into this trouble here and so many areas because of tolerance. We, we were tolerant. We were told to be tolerant of this and that. Don't be tolerant anymore. Increase your intolerance. Don't accept their ideology. And this BS slogan that they use, that we're all in this together, don't buy that. No, we're not all in this together. You're probably part of the problem why we have this problem, but no, we're not all in this together. And certainly they should not be given any amnesty. No amnesty. Sorry. You've inflicted great punishment on many people here, suffering, economics, loss of jobs, you name it, a lot of stress. A lot of psychiatric stuff going on here. People lose their jobs, losing their homes, living in cars. No, there's not going to be any amnesty. Zero amnesty. You created this crisis, so don't tell me that you're suffering. You know, hell is too damn good for for some of these people. I, I really do believe hell is too damn good for some of these people. I am hoping that these evil people shove off, shove off real soon and uh, to meet their their maker for their inter for their eternal burning, start the burning process. Um, no, there's no amnesty. I'm not going to give anybody amnesty for what you did to all these people. Myself personally, uh, I should not have to get out there and defend myself and write a letter of exemption, religious or medical. It's my body, my choice, and you want me to put something experimental in my body. And you're forcing me to do so through 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 economics. Not going to happen. I'm going to ride this one out. I wrote it out. I was smart. I did it right. And we had a coalition, a nice coalition and backing of nurses and healthcare professionals in my area who felt the same way. And we broke their backs. We broke their backs because they would have to shut their hospitals down, shut down many of their, their areas in the hospital. The ERs would have been shut down. The ICUs would have been shut down. Because we were stern and we, we held our ground on this, we survived this. The COVID corporate Nazis did not win against me. And they're not going to win in the future either. You know, I look at my life at my age right now, over, a little over 60, and I thought to myself, did I ever know that my life was going to go in this direction, that I was going to be a political activist, outspoken as I am, and, uh, and stepping on toes and pushing back? Did I know that this, this is going to be my golden years? Did I know that? No, I didn't. But I've taken that on, and I'm not stopping. 
I'm going to continue on. There's no way they can stop me on this. My mission is firm. I am going to take down these bastards. I am not going to give an inch, and neither should you. 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252. The Nazis. Let's talk about Nazis. God, they got them up in New York. Uh, you can stay up there. Please don't come down and bring your politics down to Florida. The New York teachers' fingerprints are being sent to the FBI. Could you imagine that? Fingerprints sent to the FBI. Those New York teachers who refuse the experimental messenger RNA shot, which is not approved vaccine, by the way. It's not approved. It was given an emergency use authorization by the government to protect the pharmaceutical from litigation if harm should come. Uh, no, you can't sue these people. You cannot sue if harm comes. Yeah, sign me up. Sign me up right now. Yeah. I'll roll the dice and take that shot. Uh, but they're actually sending the fingerprints over to those of those uh, teachers to the FBI uh, being troublemakers, uh, not very patriotic, um, problematic. We should keep an eye on these kind of people. We could actually just label them what? Let's label them domestic terrorists. Which, again, that would put myself in that situation here. So now the, the teachers are now in a data bank of being vax refusers. The teachers are in a data bank of vax refusers, essentially labeled troublemakers. And now what kind of future do they have? Not a very good future, uh, at least not in the state of, of, of Florida. Uh, they're going to have to move to a different state and hope that doesn't carry with them. My guess is it's going to be a national database a national database that another state's going to say, well, you're in the database of being a troublemaker and you didn't take your shots. Um, sorry, can't hire you. It's not going to happen. Um, very sad, very sad to ruin your career by a choice of protecting your health. I'm trying to protect my health here and somebody's wanting to take away my health or at least chance it. And therefore I'm the bad guy. There you go. Ruin your career, smear your career. Um, uh, Put the scarlet letter on your on your uniform here. Put it on there. UVD, unvaccinated denier. There you go. Just like the Nazis, your little scarlet letter here. Um, I've never noticed in the last three years, I, I've never seen so many Nazis rise up. The number of Satanists that have popped up in the last three years. It's amazing to me. It really is amazing. I thought we were more of a Christian society. And I thought we had some outliers here and there. But overall, I thought we were more of a Christian society here. But now I see that's being destroyed. They're going after that. That's that's actually, well, if you're a Christian, you're, you're a racist and you're a homophobe and uh, you know, that's that's a bad thing. So they've gone after this in a sequential kind of way to do this here. But I've never in the last three years, it's amazing. I look around and where I thought we were more of a Christian society here. We, we're simply uh, we're being outnumbered by the people that have actually come forward and they don't care. They don't care that, you know, that they're Satanists. They don't care that, you know, that they're not Christians they're Satanists. Um and they're the, the people pushing their agendas on us. It, it, I've never thought I would ever see this. Um, 
it's it's sad. It, it's heartbreaking, but again, I am not going to give up. That's what they want you to do. And I think if we all come together and we continue to push back and fight, in some at some point in time, we're gonna we're gonna defeat these people. But we just have to stay firm. We will defeat these people. Uh, to the phone lines here, Jr. in Georgia, you're on. Jr. in Georgia. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call, Steve. We've been at this now. I know in my relationship with RBM for almost four years. Mm-hmm. It's been wailing and gnashing of teeth mm-hmm. year after year after year. Yeah. I'm a little tired of other alternative news outlets such as uh, Glenn Beck, Charlie mm-hmm. Kirk, yeah. Shapiro, screaming and hollering on their radios that we got to stand up. Fight back. Define for me a methodology or a process that we can fight back with outside the ballot box. Many Americans like myself and as you are doing everything we, we're doing everything we can to keep our head above water and provide for our families. Try to put a little bit back for a little bit of retirement, whatever that will be. But I would like your opinion in regards to what is it going to take? And that's probably a very misleading question. At what point will the American people, and I'm talking about the American people outside your large, metropolitan areas. I'm talking New York City, L.A., uh, Dallas, Miami. I mean, I'm talking all the large metropolitan areas because this has become quite apparent that these large cities in certain states have now gained control of our voting system. There's no denying that anymore. Rural America is just about dead because of the death of agricultural and, in, and industry. There is, there is nothing short of, and I really hate to say this, Steve, at some point in time, and I'm about your age, mm-hmm. that there's going to be a reckoning where politicians are going to have to be taken out. I'm sorry. So long as the election system is being stolen, there is not going to be a way to effectively fight back. I hate to say that. It it burdens my soul to say that. We have now entered into this thing called the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. We have no chance of winning. Let me answer your question. Let me answer your question. Here's what it's going to here's what it's going to take. I told you by sometime early summer we're coming up on spring, so it won't happen in spring. It'll happen early summer because they're not going to get the plant. The planting is not going to get to be the farmers are not going to plant like they did before. They're going to they're not going to have the pesticide. They're not going to have the fertilizers. This has all been structured on purpose that they can't do their jobs that you're going to have tainted soil. 
so they can't plant anyway. So you're going to see a food shortage, and you're going to see starvation. And when we start seeing more people that they cannot hide this SADS, this sudden adult death syndrome, JR, when they can't hide this any longer, and we start seeing people just dying, 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 you're going to say, what the hell is wrong? The media cannot ignore that. Along with starvation, we are going to see people become very uncomfortable. Starving people are going to forget Christianity. They're going to take what they need to take to survive. And I think at this point in time, this is our chance. This will be the chance of actually overthrowing government because the people will recognize who created this situation and why did they create this situation. Because it's all for one world government. It's globalization. And they'll realize that they've been had. And the government will fall. And the politicians will try to escape. Like the rats. They'll try to escape. But they'll be hard to escape because we know who they are. And hopefully we'll seal the damn borders off so they can't leave this country. That's what it's going to take. Starvation and sudden adult death syndrome, the numbers being racked up that you cannot hide this anymore. That's going to turn things around. That's going to change things. But do you actually believe that the corporate media is actually going to report these events just like they have denied the event in the state of Ohio for almost two weeks, they neglected that story. Yeah, they'll, they'll no have one, no choice. No. They'll have no choice. They're going to play this card of, well, we didn't talk about it before, but now it's so obvious we have to talk about it. something's going on. Because you're going to see, te- you're going to see uh, people in media, people in media, we've already seen people in media dropping over. Their own people are falling down. Remember, they were all forced to take the shots, too. Their own people are going to be under that that heading of SADS. They're not going to be able to cover this up. We are going to see death by the year 2025. We are going to see a large death toll because of the COVID-19 shots. And there's there's going to be no way to cover that up. Your funeral directors are going to be hammered. You're not going to have enough people to, you're going to run out of supplies here, the, the casket companies. You're not going to be able to hide this. I'm, I'm, I'm just somewhat, I'm saddened by all of this, Steve. I'm, I'm, I'm your age, and I have a lot of beliefs that are very similar to yours. And I find it quite amusing, if not painful, personally, what I'm seeing occurring in this country right now and why it's taken so long. But well, I will I'll, put tell you, this- I'll tell you right now, JR, I'm not afraid to go to the Capitol in Tallahassee, Florida. I've been to many protests to organize people to go to the Capitol to take on government. I'm not afraid of going to jail. I'm not afraid to go to jail. 
being, oh, oh, I don't want to go to jail to my record. Hell, they already know who the hell I am. They know who I am. Thank the you. government's well aware who, of who I am. So frightening me, say, we'll send you to jail, is not going to stop me. It's not going to stop well, me. Well, I just, I, just, I just wish, hope, and pray that the American people will no longer walk around in a stagger, in a zombie-type state, and continue to accept the gaslighting, yeah. the misdirection, it's occurring in this nation right now. Example, the balloons was a gaslighting event yep. to redirect oh, yeah. your thoughts, mm-hmm. your attention. Yep. That's all that was. Yeah, that's all it was. It was comical. It's comical. Yes, sir. We, live in, a, we live in a high-tech society, and the Chinese are going to go back to old-school technology. Come on. I mean, think about it. I mean, the media looks like a bunch of idiots. The Pentagon, they had their reason why they had to come with up with, well, it's unidentifiable. Well, no, it's not unidentifiable. It, it, it's, it was such a joke. It was embarrassing, but it was a diversion. From yes. the very beginning, I said it was a diversion. We are supposed to focus on something else here, and they want our attention away from that. It was probably the Nord Stream pipeline blowing it up as Biden gave the orders to the SEAL team uh, and, and some other things. We were not supposed to think about that. That's actually off the radar now. Nobody's talking about that anymore, blowing up the exactly. Nord Stream pipeline. Nobody's talking about it. Yep, they are. And also, I'm sure you're aware of this as well, and I'll leave it at this. But the Baltic Index it is its worst bottom. In many, many years, just last week. Uh, actually, I, I tracked it. I tracked a couple numbers here. Uh, it's interesting that they're not they're not doing it every day, Jr. And they used to do it every day. Um, yes, Thursday, Thursday was six oh two. Um, no, take it back. Take it back. Five forty four. Five forty four went from six oh two to five forty four. Uh, yes, it is dropping. It is dropping. And you'll never hear about that from mainstream media anyway. Uh, but it is a world economic indicator, and we should be focused on that. Uh, we are going to have some serious food shortages, shortages in many, many things uh, by early summer. Uh, it's gonna, it, this is going to be 2023 is going to be an interesting year. It's going to be a make or break year. And uh so I said, you know, put your boots on and uh, be prepared and get ready because we're we're in for a fight. We're in for a fight in 2023, Jr. We are in for the fight. Well, thank you for your time, Steve, and God bless, man. All right, Jr. Thanks. Appreciate the call. Uh, Francis, North Carolina, you're up. Hey, young man. Oh, I wish I was. <laughs> And I thought if I was a young man, what would I do different in my life, Francis? What would I do different in my life? What would I do for for career-wise? Would I go in medicine? Eh, Probably not, Um, even though I like medicine. I wish I I was a young man. I wish I could turn back the the hand of time. I wish I could get into that DeLorean and go back to the 1980s and just be stuck there and never leave the 1980s and stay in the 1980s and never have to deal with all this crap we're dealing with now. 
good point, except for one thing, though. At least you're young at heart. And secondly, well, that this was not uh, anything to do with my uh, original commentary I was going to give you, which I'm going to get into shortly. Uh, one, it, yeah, that that's a nice idea to go back into the, into the 80s and, and not leave that. But you know what? I'm glad that I lived, survived the 80s, the 70s, and whatever have you. And the reason being is that one, it prepared me for what was what was to be faced now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> reason being is that when people recall what they knew when they were younger, <coughs> uh, as as a reflection, they realize that they are being lied to, continue to be lied to. The question is. Is they're going to wake up and snap out of the stupor of the hypnosis that they're under now, the mind control. Yeah. Now, uh, if you want to get into the esoteric aspects, uh, you mentioned earlier in the show about uh, people being depressed or you know giving up or whatever. That's fine. Go for it. Except for one. Just remember one thing: you chose to be here when you were born. There is a reason why you're here. And that's all there is to it. I don't care if you pray. I don't care if you meditate. Whatever the case is uh, that fits your fancy, go yeah. for it. Um, you are the head of your destiny and those around you, for that matter, in your life. So I look at this way. I look at this as an opportunity to help educate other people around me in the everyday public. I may not be a politician. Thank the mother of all creation that I'm not, because I'd be I would be assassinated if I was in D.C. Yeah, I would too. Uh, I would too. Literally, I I would yeah. be literally assassinated. I would not. They wouldn't even pay to have me promoted for that matter. I'd be, um, I'd be sworn I'd be sworn in on a Monday, and I'd be dead by Friday. <laughs> Friday? Are you kidding? You're, you're, they they you're, swear me in, and then I, on Monday, and I'd be dead on Friday. No, no. They they would do it the next day within 24 hours. <laughs> You're giving them the benefit of a doubt, and they don't even deserve it. Um, but to say the least, uh, people this day and time with the past two or three decades <clears throat> have forgotten about their upbringing. They have forgotten about their elders that has survived more than they could possibly imagine. Uh, and as a result, they have lost wisdom that would be helpful to them now. The reason I say it is because I remember my grandmother when I was a kid. I thought, well, for one thing, we lived out in the country. And I thought she was the wisest person ever imaginable because, well, for one thing, there was no one else around to uh, talk to or ask. So I figured, well, hey, at the age that she's at, she's been through everything imaginable. Uh, between the so-called oil shortage back in the 70s, on back further when uh, Kennedy was uh, taken out, you name it, uh, she had been through all that. Yeah. Uh, and then some. Uh, quite frankly, it was said that she was born before her time. I can believe that. But the thing is, people need to access their talents, their skills, and their gifts whether it be physical, mental, or spiritual. 
You are not cut short. You're not helpless. So get with it and get those brain cells functioning. You know, um, a lot of people think, well, whoops, I hear you. I'll hang on. Okay. Hang on. We'll come right back to you. Okay. Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Which will conclusively prove George Soros' role in orchestrating the pandemic. But first, dear patriots, the truth train has brought us a conspiracy in our own backyard. Now, you may think you know the story. Now, it's like I always say, there's a whole lot of bullshit out there. So I'd like to give Soros, Pelosi, the Zionists, the Mexicans, the Snowflakes, and... Stay strong, truth tellers. Stay strong. Stay strong. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, 
you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Francis in North Carolina. Francis, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Right. Uh, sadly, I am. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <clears throat> no, people just need to uh, snap out of the stupor and not uh, and stop with the feeling like, oh, I'm helpless. There's nothing I can do. It's inevitable. And blah 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 blah. Guess what? If you want to fall for that, then you fell for the major mind control hypnotic. BS imaginable that was instigated uh, a few years ago, if not earlier than that. So, I mean, people, you're not helpless. You're able to do more than you think you can. Get with it. Because this, uh, the so-called elite are afraid of you. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be trying to attack you in every which way but loose form or shape or whatever have you. So, all I can tell you is Whenever I go out in public, I keep my head up. I do what I need to do. If I see someone needs help, I'll lend it. And if there is a kind word I can extend to them and to their little ones, then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Or even bring their attention to something yeah. they forgot. You, you know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that. What part? Helping, helping others. Helping others. I, I've always been... It's always been my nature, my character to help other people. I don't know why you just you want to help somebody. You know, you feel good about helping people. And you just do. over the weekend here, just over the weekend, I want to share something with you real quick here that really got me all angry. My wife was angry. My company that was with me that I met out in a parking lot to do an exchange. Uh, we witnessed a woman with with a sign. She's saying she's homeless and she's got two children. And they're inside the shopping cart, and they're on the corner of the, the supermarket right there. And I look over, and I said, wow, uh, sign, homeless, anything you can give us, help. We appreciate it. Uh, two children to take care of, unemployed, no husband. You know, really laying it on the sad story. I watched this woman. In exchange, I'm waiting for somebody else to show up. We're going to do an exchange. And I watched this woman. She didn't see me, but I watched her. She left the corner. Mm-hmm. She took her two children and she went to the parking lot here in the grocery store. And she had keys and she clicked it and she opened up the door of her, her, her van. She had a nice Toyota van. And her husband came what? out. He had groceries. She was a scam artist. Yeah. She was scamming people for making money and uh, they were not destitute. They were not homeless. They had a nicer yep. car than I had. 
and yep. she was using her children. And I looked over at my wife. We were, uh, we were appalled. Oh my God, she was, You're she was scamming us. And even my person that finally showed up, we told her what was going on, and she said, "That's terrible." I said, "Yeah." And you know, over time, we've seen people do these, these things scam yeah. us. And with the emotional tweaking of the heartstrings here, uh, you know, your child, you, ch- you you shave your child's head and tell everybody she has got cancer and set up a GoFundMe page and get $100,000 when your child doesn't have cancer. I don't know what's going on. I don't know well, how anybody can live with themselves by being a scam artist like this, but evidently they have no morals, no ethics, and we're seeing this, that we're seeing well, this increase. Well, Steve, I can share this with you. One, they have to deal with their karma for, uh, for basically stealing from their fellow neighbor. Two, one has to, and that's, in those situations, use the spiritual discernment as to what is going on. I see that out on the street, uh, in shopping plazas and whatnot, with people having a sign at a corner, and I look at what they're wearing. I look and see if they're uh, using some sort of uh, mobile technology like a cell phone or whatever, and what kind of transportation, if they happen to be leaving from that corner, that they're going to. Um, I have to use spiritual discernment to look and analyze that situation, and how do they really look um, as far as their behavior goes, Uh, which is very different. One has to really challenge themselves spiritually with that, but it is feasible, because this day and time, they figure, well, hey, if everybody else is ripping everybody else off, why not me? Yeah. Guess well, what? Well, you know, I, I feel we have enough bureaucracy and other, enough government agencies here that really oh, uh, yeah. you probably shouldn't hand anybody on the street corner any kind of money because it's all a scam. <clears throat> if nope. they're really that destitute, that hard up, they can they can hunt down uh, some of the, the benefits that come to helping people get back up on their feet again. But this whole thing of giving people money on the corner here, I mean, she, using her children, oh, that just burned me up. She used those children to the yeah. point where, look, oh, my God, a woman all by herself with two children. Let's give her some money. But she walked give over to a nice car, a nicer car break, than I had. Nice car. Break the illusion. Break the illusion. Yeah. Yep. Go figure. Yeah. And with that, y'all have a great week. I'll all have right. lime and pineapple with my Corona and all variants meanwhile. And Play hard. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Francis. Appreciate the call. Uh, up next, uh, Scott in Nevada. Scott, um, we've got three more behind you here. We need to catch up. I'm going to skip a break, but let's catch up and kind of, kind of make them short. But uh, short and sweet, what's on your mind, John? Okay. I mean, well, Scott, what, was Scott? On, what was initially on my mind was that Ohio thing, but uh, yourself, the last caller, and the caller before that, all talking about the American people, yeah. switched my mind a bit. Okay. And there used to be a host on RBN, Rebecca Carley, and she had a sidekick host named okay. Patrick Jordan. Okay. And one yeah. day, yeah, one day Rebecca Carley didn't show up, and Patrick Jordan took the show. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like 12 years ago, maybe 15. What he said stuck in my mind. He okay. said, "Look, it goes like this: 88% of the people are television watchers. Forget them; they're useless. They're just sheep. That leaves 12%." Of that 12%, 6% are the authorities. They're pushing us around, and all they understand is force. Yeah. They apply force to others, and that's the only way to control them is with force. Mm-hmm. And that leaves 6% who are kind of okay and looking around and know what's going on. And that brought to mind 
When I was in the Army at 82nd Airborne, I had a buddy that I went through a lot of training with, and he went into the Special Forces, the Green Beret guys. Uh-huh. So he's at that JFK Center for Special Warfare there at Fort Bragg. And one day he goes, you know something? No empire, no empire in history has been able to stand against uh, the resistance of just 4% of the population. Yeah. 4% of the population has been able to bring down any empire in history. I think it was, was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think also 3%, I don't know why we only had 3%, but 3% uh, of people, citizens, the colonists rising up, took down the British British government in the revolution, uh, the American Revolution here. So that was only 3%. And that's pretty sad. That's pretty sad that you only had 3%. Um, Yeah, well, that makes sense. Hey, don't forget Ireland in the early 1920s. Uh, the, the IRA got tired of uh, messing around with cops and soldiers. Yep. Yep. And they started killing British administrators in their in their homes, and yes, then the British did. decided to pack up and leave. Anyway, yes, they did. Man, yes, who, they who did. wants to go there, man? But are, are, are you able to shift over to that Ohio thing? I, I mean, it, I'm just yeah. Becoming, go ahead. What do, you, what, do you, what do you want to say about well, the Ohio I'm, thing? Other than you, yeah, you think it was, uh, you think it's a false flag planned? Well, look, man, it, it's like 9/11. You know, I, uh-huh. like. I was in the military. I've blown shit up, you know, mm-hmm. but something didn't look right. And why yeah. the building, why did that thing turn to dust? And, you know, it, it took me years to figure it out. And then it took years to, you know, to grapple with the idea that our government did that. Our, the Pentagon did it. The CIA did it. The Mossad yeah. did it. The right. FBI right. covered it up. When you come sure. to understand the evil, the absolute evil that governs this country. Oh, I heard a good one. USA. What that means? Under Satan's authority. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so th- this train thing, I uh-huh. I used to work on merchant ships after I got out of the army, but right. uh, so we deal with hazardous materials, obviously, uh-huh. and so uh, cargo like that would be loaded in a wing position on the side of the ship, uh-huh. and our plan was to put on uh, you know turnout gear with air packs, release the locking cones on the bottom stack. Of, of that sack and just throw the whole damn thing over the side, you know, like what's, what, what's in it for us to stand there and fight it. There's nothing in it for us. Just dump it over the side, let the attorneys figure it out. So that the first thing I thought I couldn't figure out why they put that thing on fire. But what, what my real concern is I'm look, I, a friend of mine sent me a, a thing from Noah and it, re, it regards that plume of toxic smoke from uh, materials from that uh, rail car crap. Yeah. And that thing is covering hundreds, I mean, just hundreds and hundreds of square miles. So there's going to yeah. be massive. Yeah. This thing has just started. Yeah. But I then agree. we got a, a secretary. What's that? That, that butt gig guy? Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. 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 Worthless, Rocket. worthless as tits on a board. Uh, yep. Yeah. That's dandy boy. He, dandy boy. He, Pete. He, he was asked, what are your qualifications for being uh, Secretary of Transportation? And he said, I proposed to my husband at an airport. Ah. <laughs> well, you know what? This is the country we're living in. And, you know, I'm not part of that 88% that watches television. And, you know, this place, you could put this entire country, if somebody wanted to, they could put this entire country into chaos. All the major cities could be in chaos in 12 hours. All of them. If, if somebody pushed a button, you know, Guaranteed. you know, I thought many years ago, many years ago, 
and I'm not trying to fuel anything. I'm not trying to give ideas, but how many other areas are really not watched closely? And our rails, I've always known our rails were really in poor shape. I'm surprised that terrorists never targeted the rail systems, never targeted our state forest, our national forests. Could have very well done that to burn them to the ground, but I think the government's doing that, their version of it anyway. But yeah. uh, there's many things that are unwatched, uh, unguarded, and uh, the rail system here, I, I mean, the very idea that Pete Buttigieg could actually say and, and make no big deal about it and play it down, that we've had a th- we have about a thousand derailments a year. I didn't know that. And that's that's pretty alarming, thinking about a thousand. Uh, but you know, that's the way it is. Well, again, here's a guy that doesn't have the qualifications. And and unfortunately, right. Biden, as inept as he is, he's he's stuck between a rock and a hard place because he can't because he promoted the guy for this job here and put him in the job, he cannot come back and say later on, you're incompetent, you're out of here. Even though everything is going wrong in our transportation or our rails, and this happening here and this and this happening, he can't remove the guy. He just right. continues to get the paycheck well, and have know, the status, but nothing. he's not doing anything. Well, look, you know, the, the, the thing, I'm sure you're, uh, you probably have thought this, but I'll say it for you. Nothing is going to get fixed. It, it's just falling apart. The, the dollar, the, debt, the globally-based uh, debt monetary system, it's all just coming together, and it's going to just implode at one time. And so you've got three things, man. You've got friends, food, and some ammo. And if it gets to the ammo, you probably won't be living that long anyway. Hey, I know you, get, I know you want to get to the end of your show, Steve. I always catch you, man. So good all to right. hear you. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, Appreciate thanks. it, Scott. Uh, John in Michigan, you're up next. John in Michigan. John dropped. Okay, Darren in Illinois. Uh, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you. Hey. I had Sunday a uh, rally for peace in Washington, D.C. today, and there were a few yep. speakers there that uh, yep. are guys that I follow on YouTube. I listen to their mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, Garland Nixon, Jared Solante, Scott Ritter. Yep. Saw that. A few different guys. And uh, I clicked on uh, a live link, and it was already over. And there was a guy talking about the rally and taking phone calls. And he, he said at the height of the thing, there might have been maybe 350 people there. That's terrible. So, that is terrible. And uh, that, that, is, that is a pitiful, dismal turnout that is that this is the the uh, the protest against ukraine not another, not another penny for ukraine right right yeah it's that's 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 embarrassing that is embarrassing now one could surmise that there's a kind of a chilling effect that has come over the populace from that january 6th event yeah that true. there's a real reluctance to uh to go to a thing like that in Washington because of, of uh, yeah. the uh, impression people have that yeah. their government is, is their adversary at this point. And you might just be walking into a, a giant trap. Could be. Yeah. But uh, my information is that we've been staging heavy armor and massing troops on the Romanian and Polish border over the last two years. Yeah. You know, I've heard these reports. They're trying to get like 10 tanks from this country and yeah. four tanks from that country. I think that's 
sheer misinformation. I think we've got a legitimate heavy force staging to confront Russia directly in the very, very near future, because it costs a fortune to sustain those troops inactive. I think that this thing's going to ratchet up in short order. I think we'll see it in this calendar year, a direct confrontation with Russia as they press their their second well, phase. We're, we're coming up on we're coming up on one year now. Twenty fourth will be one year since uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. But uh, I I do agree. Uh, but I also think that we uh, I don't think Putin is bluffing. I think if Putin says if I have to use nuclear, I'll use nuclear. I don't want to, but I think he will. And I think uh, I think the Pentagon, the generals of the Pentagon, they're gonna they're gonna call out that bluff. And this this could go World War Three. Well, I think I think the theme in uh, today's news and in, in, you know the trend uh, mm-hmm. amongst so many news stories threaded together is death. Uh, don't you have a major plastics factory on fire in Kissimmee, mm-hmm. Florida, right now? Right, saw acre, that. Yeah, saw that. A five-acre facility that's totally engulfed in flames. Yep. Um, and that's uh, plastics. That's the same kind of poisons generated by that. Yep. That thing in uh, Ohio. Mm-hmm. But but death is the theme. I mean, you got the shots, and you got the wars, and you got yeah. the fires, and you got <laughs> the food uh, distribution places going up. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the well. Think, think of this also. Now let's let's say that there's no. Let's say that this whole uh, war between the United States and Russia is diverted because China comes in and plays a major part. And when I say China comes in, China comes in and uh, and launches economic war on the United States. If the United States doesn't make much, we don't have much manufacturing, and we're very reliant on pretty much everything coming from China. Is it possible that China may use economic war, which would benefit, of course, Russia? I mean, think about it. If China were to stop everything now, all imports coming in, not, not we're not talking about just chips and computer chips and everything. I mean, pretty much essentially everything you buy, you turn over. It says made in China, made in China. If China, for some reason, decided tomorrow... Uh, your Baltic dry index is going to go down to zero, by the way, because we're not shipping you anything anymore. We are going to break your backs economically because you don't have manufacturing. You don't make anything. We are going to hold back product from the United States of America and break you. That is a possibility. I don't think China has to fire one shot. They don't have to worry about nuclear weapons. I think they can kill this country Tomorrow, just on trade, just on what they the, they import, they simply pull back and said, we're done. We, we've cut you off completely. Cold turkey, you're not getting anything from China. This country would be in some serious deep crap. Just shutting off the microchips from Taiwan would go a long way yeah. towards accomplishing that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I just don't think there's any turning this uh, Titanic around, I think it's just written in the stars. There's going to be that ultimate conflict I've been promised all my life with Russia. You know, that's they've always been the boogeyman, yeah. and I, I think we're, we're finally going to make this happen. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and famously, we've been spared war on 
our soil, at least from abroad, we had our civil war, but we've been spared war on our soil yeah. to this point. But I, I think that's all going to change. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting that uh, under the Trump administration, at the beginning of Trump's administration, he had a very good uh, rapport with Vladimir Putin. We, you know, he said we will work together and trade and everything else. And uh, a relationship was really good. It's only until they manufactured the phony uh, Russian dossier that, uh, you know, they interfered with our elections, this and that, which uh, then they tr they did that on purpose, of course, to divide China, uh, uh, Russia and the United States, of course. And if Trump continued to say, I'm siding with Russia, well, then you're, you're a Russian opportunist. Uh, you're a Russian uh, stooge, uh, we can't have that, which then fits into the narrative that the the dossier itself might be true. Uh, so they sabotaged that relationship between Trump and Vladimir Putin early on in the relationship there, uh, because I think we were on pretty good pretty good ground footing as far as relationship between the United States and Russia at that time. It was sabotaged by that phony Russian dossier. Well, in the press, China was uh, really on Trump's agenda. He, he wanted to uh, have economic war with China. Uh, the way I remember it, he was always talking about uh, bringing industry back from China. Never happened. Uh, rewriting trade agreements, all this Never stuff. He, no, but... Uh, well, he talked uh, about, that, in, his in his speech, the State of the Union Address, he talked about uh, infusing from foreign resources, infusing $300 billion dollars that uh, other countries would be vesting in America to bring back our our manufacturing. It's not going to happen. First of all, if you understand the greedy corporations, they don't want things going back the way it was. They they don't want unions. They hated unions. They 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 despise unions. It drives up their cost and prices and everything. They don't want that. So your 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 55 inch TV that you used to pay uh, 450 dollars right now. If you brought back unions, you'd be looking at a thousand or twelve hundred dollars for that TV now, and Americans don't have that kind of income. So the the corporations do not want to bring back uh, the unions. Unions, are, I think, are at nine percent now anyway in this country. They don't want unions. Uh, they hate unions. But you know, uh, higher a lot wages, of that... insurance benefits, and you name it. They don't want them back. Plus, remember, that... they also left the United States because of EPA and air standards and other things. They don't want this. They like it the way they have it. They got their cheap labor in another country. Just got to send it back and mark the prices up. A lot of that anti-China rhetoric coming from Trump, it played really well to Joe Sixpack. I mean, he just yeah. ate it up. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'll, let you some, I'll let you get somebody else on, but I appreciate it. Right, I got Steve. one left in the loop here. I'm going to get him in fast here. Art in, in Philadelphia, you're my last one there, buddy. Go for it. Hey, Steve. How you doing? So I'm, I'm good. I'm going to bring up, this is an article that happened uh, yesterday, February okay. 18th. This is from MSN. And real simple, it's basically the title is Philadelphia City Council Op-Ed for Anti-Vaccination Misinformation. And then it has Dan Romer, Research Director of the Annenberg Public Policy Center, fights mm -hmm. to debunk vaccine dis misinformation. It says we have a lot of misinformation spreading in the forum that's broadcast online and is unfortunate. That actually is very interesting because the Annenbergs are the ones who work with CIA Cord Meyer and Operation Mockingbird 
yeah. to uh, you know basically control the media. They were the ones that did it in Philadelphia. They were also the ones who worked with, directly with uh, JFK assassination with Cord Meyer. There was a report on it called the CIA Report Family Jewels, and it identifies this organized crime group as probably the most successful organized crime group next to the Brothmans in the entire country. Uh-huh. It's actually very interesting. Then you see, uh, I just gave you an email on it. It shows um, that uh, Vice President Biden was uh-huh. was basically uh, appointed to the University of Pennsylvania Annenberg Public Policy Center. Nominated by David uh, Cohen of Comcast, uh-huh. who uh, also was uh, the board of trustees who got him in there. And then he yeah. gets a nice Christian position to be ambassador to Canada. Yeah, Very interesting. Then well, I think, you can, I think we can all agree that the Biden yeah. presidency, even though it's fraudulent, is nothing right. more an extension, a another presidency, another term for Barack Obama. I'm pretty certain that Barack Obama... This is a Barack Obama presidency. Hey, uh, thank you for the call. I'm glad I got you in there, Art, and uh, that completes your show this evening. Back again on Monday with Mr. Ron McDonald in that second hour for the National Intel Report. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for your concern. Health, happiness, and safe travels. We will talk again. Good night. I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company. And it would pay for itself in just six weeks. When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.